0: Hello, welcome to the Comfort Circle Voice for Victims podcast with Crystal Thorns, Well Perfect, and Janet Lopez.
1: Well, welcome everybody to the Comfort Circle and Voice for Victims, the combination show, uh, like the water that nourishes everything, the Comfort Circle does it every time. I'm Will Perfect, singer, actor, writer, poet, diplomatist, negotiator, having the greatest spiritual uh, experience possible. And I'd like to introduce you to Janet Lopez, red-hot actor. Um, Why don't you say something, Janet? Janet? Can you hear me, Janet? Well... I guess she'll be coming to the studio any minute now. Today we have an amazing uh, talent, a uh, country singer by the name of Gary Burke. Uh, he's been on billboards. His music is getting a lot of press. Um, Janet, uh, looks like uh, you've, you've just walked into the studio. We'll be he- hearing her any moment now.
0: Hi, everybody. I'm Fiona Lopez, and thank you for uh, introducing me, Will. <laughs> Get a little live time here. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, yeah, I have uh, several films coming up. If you guys want to check out one of the trailers, it's called um, Steam Funk Superheroes. That's one of the films that I just finished. And then um, I do want to introduce Crystal Starnes. She is the founder of Voice for Victims, and uh, she's also one of our hosts here hey crystal <laughs> hey how are you good <laughs> awesome <laughs> i' I'm, I'm just really excited to uh have this show and you know i I added some really cool uh, we did that we had an intro and if you guys noticed it was a little bit of country music um <laughs> and I think it was fitting for today because we do have an amazing guest coming up uh and he's an artist a singer and and well known and so i do have a question for you guys what is your so first uh uh, i guess will would you answer this first Uh, Will, what is your favorite kind of music and why
1: well uh the first time i i like had uh, a favorite music i guess it was kiss because i really liked their look i thought they had the cool boots And plus, my uncle gave me, like, a bunch of those 45 records. So I guess my musical taste is, like, a lot earlier than my time. That's still kind of, like, the uh, sweet spot in the wheelhouse, my favorite stuff.
0: Nice, nice. And I think it's different. You know, to see somebody wearing, um, you know, they all have, like, the different style of clothing and hair and even makeup. So I definitely can see how that can stand out. And if you guys want to answer these questions, too, and join us, we do have a Facebook group. We have two of them, actually. One is Voice uh, for Victims, and the other one is uh, Comfort Circle. It's under Comfort mm-hmm. Circle. So you guys can check that out, and you guys can uh, post your answers on there as well. So what is your favorite music and why? Um, I like um, a little bit of everything. I
2: like pop music, rock. I even like jazz. I do listen to a little bit of country, but... Um, I mainly like pop and I think a lot of it too is like, I like a lot of eighties cause that's when I grew up and um, mm-hmm. I don't know. And I also like upbeat music, like dance music as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, uh, so I, I'm, I gotta go with you as well. I really like pop music and what I think is interesting is sometimes I do like, I like country music too. And there's just some artists that really can land it, you know what I mean? And, and it was and it just, It's kind of like Gary. Gary has a great voice and he he makes that country music really pop. Have you guys ever tried um, country, like country music dance, like dancing to country music? Yes, I
1: have. I used to
0: um, growing up. Yep,
2: growing up I used to go and um, dance to country music. We had a place in our area that we would go to and it was fun.
1: Awesome. Like, I think the best for me personally, when I hear country music, it's like when I'm driving in my car, like the music makes so much sense when I'm I'm, I'm on like a road trip. And, um, you know, there's a lot of um, my roots also because I'm from the country. In fact, we lived right next to a uh, John Deere growing up, so I'm very country. So I heard a lot of the uh, early stuff.
0: Funny you say that because for some reason when I do listen to like country music, I do imagine these guys like, kind of driving in the middle of nowhere, or, you know, in these fields, just driving. (laughs) I don't know why, but it does kind of remind me of that one, because like you said, it's almost like when you're by yourself, and you have all these emotions coming through you, and you start singing, (laughs) but my, um, so I went to visit my friend who moved to Florida, and she moved to Gainesville. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Gainesville, but it's kind of like alligator town, and it's kind of like out It's a very different world. And I remember going to Walmart and everybody was dressed like a cowboy. And all the clothes Mm. at Walmart was cowboy, like boots, cowboy clothes, cowboy hats. I've never been to Walmart like that before. So I was like, what happens to this Walmart? (laughs) And um, just everywhere you look. And so she takes me out to the club. And we used to go clubbing all the time here in California. But going out that way, um, the club was not, like, here. <laughs> so it was all country music, and we all started square dance, doing all the kinds of the, different types of dances. And I learned for the first time. I was just copying everybody, and I think it was just so much fun. And I, I really felt like I was in a different world. Um, but I don't know. Have you guys ever experienced something like that, going to, like, going to a store or even Arizona? If you ever visit Arizona, there's there's places where you just can't find anything but country, like, country clothes. Like cowboy
1: clothes. (laughs) Right. Crystal, you want to answer that? And I want to hear a little bit about your uh, dancing experience, too. I didn't know you were a dancer.
2: Well, I mean, growing up, like, we had a place. It was called Ghost Riders um, in my town. And um, we would just go there and, and hang out, like, you know, and they had dancing. And it was fun. Yeah, but it was like many years ago, you know.
0: I'm starting to show my age. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but let's not say she's talking about five years ago, not that long ago. Yeah, actually. five years
2: ago. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, so five
1: years but, ago, um, she
0: was ten years old.
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: but I mean, like, where where we live in, in this area, it is country living, you know, so there is a lot of um, stores area. that have a lot of, yeah, have, like, cowboy, um, you know, clothes and western wear, you know, so, um, you know, that's just, like, the area that I
0: live in. Did you Absolutely. ever dance, um, Will, or for you, it was not, not really a dancing, you never really danced?
1: Well, so oh, if I think yeah, back I of that, it was more like roller skating.
2: Yeah, I used to roller skate we, all the time every week. Yeah, <laughs> but we would we would roller skate and listen to music too. But like, um, yeah, I danced. I mean, I was a cheerleader growing up, and um, you know, so I I was always a dancer. You know, to a point.
1: Do you still yeah, remember well, some of those routines?
0: You, I know. Huh? You, you were dancing.
1: Do you still remember no, some you of dancing. your cheerleading ro- ro- routines oh, that you did?
2: I, I, I do, I do, because remember, I have two daughters that have been cheerleaders for years, and you know, I'll sometimes just play around and do some of the things, and they laugh at me. But like, I remember things, you know. So, mm-hmm. but it kind of helps with I think very you know cool.
0: cheerleading. That. Cheerleading is so much fun though, because you have to memorize all. It takes a lot of effort, and you have to memorize all those oh, things the different songs and, and like my sister and I we tried out for she actually wanted to try out for cheerleading. And so I memorized all the songs and the dances with her so we could do it together. I never tried out, it was actually her. But I still to this day remember the routine. Like <laughs> like and I, I was never a cheerleader but it's just because you put so much effort into learning these dances and it's like it's kind of well janet you and crystal
1: recently went to uh, las vegas and experienced some of the clubs there do you want to talk a little bit about that on air
0: oh my gosh! so crystal okay (laughs) crystal is so much fun to go to the club with because it's like it's like like seeing somebody do something for the for you know you kind of experience it with her look through their own eyes yeah, because yeah, it was her first time going to a club like this, and it was just, like, so much more fun just seeing her have have this reaction, and it was really funny because, so, you know, Vegas, uh, when you go to these clubs, you go from one line to another line, and I remember we went to the, uh, we have VIP, and, and everywhere we went, but I brought, we went, and I remember going through the line, the VIP line, and we got in right away, and then but then we end, end up going to another line. And she goes, this is ridiculous. She goes, why are we in another line? And it was really funny. She goes, <laughs> <laughs> kind of reminds me <laughs> of the doctor's office where you go from the waiting room to, like, the actual exam room. You're so waiting. And um, the other line was for security. And so that was kind of – she was all like, what? <laughs> why you security? You know, it was really cool, though. But we had fun. What do you think? Um, Krista, why don't you share a little bit about your experience of, for me, it was fun to watch, and it was
2: just fun. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was an eye-opener. I had never experienced anything like that in my entire life, and um, I was just shocked at, like, the variety of people. You had all ages there. Um, they're, the way that people are, They you know, they have fun, but, like, there's just a lot of different type of crowd, and um, they have, like, smoke going, like, out inside the the, the nightclub, like it's like going in the air, and these people are like all in like a zone it's just it's kind of comical watching, plus you know we didn't drink any alcohol the entire time we were there, so we were totally sober, so it was kind of funner, I think, and yeah, you can reflect on this, but you know we we were totally sober, so all these people that were drinking, you know it was just comical watching it, you know it was entertainment,
0: oh yeah, I think it's more fun when you're when you're because then you do remember the night and you get to see just everybody acts silly. And like you said, there was lights everywhere. I mean, there's all these different rooms and spaces and all. It, it was just, and every single place we went to uh was different and every single one had right. music and a different, different, um, you know, it's obviously every, everyone is different. Everything's different. We had the rooftop. Uh Then we had the inside and then we had, the, you know, I mean the pool, Uh we went to one where there was a pool and so everything, everything was always different. And, I just had a blast with her because she's so much fun, like I said, and it has to do with the fact that, like, I guess it was just a first time experience, and I just love her reactions. They were, they were really great. Yeah, yeah, I had um, a blast.
1: <laughs> well, speaking of like transitions,
0: to to yeah, mm-hmm. we're gonna get uh, Gary coming up right now. Um, Crystal, do you want to introduce uh, Gary to the show? Because I think I think we're gonna have him come up now, right? It's, uh, we had the ten. Yeah, yes. the time flies by.
2: Yeah, we will have him. So Gary Burke is a country singer. um He's also a Nashville recording artist. So let's welcome Gary to the show. Hi, Gary. Hey, how's are it Are you on here? Good. How are you? I'm on here. <laughs> Doing well. Welcome,
3: Doing welcome. Well. How are you guys?
2: We're Good. Welcome to our show, and we're very happy to have you on here. We're excited to hear about what you have going on in your life. And um, if you want, you can maybe tell the listeners a little bit about who you are and your background.
3: Yeah, certainly. Um, So I'm from, I'm originally from a little town in just north of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Um, I started playing music and singing when I was nine, and I, I gave it up for a few years when I got a little bit older, I think when I was like 16, 17. And when I was, uh, I want to say 21, 21 22, um, I decided that I was going to try this again. And I had a lot of I, I different adventures going on at the time. I owned a body shop and I was, I was doing a lot of different things and I worked at FedEx. And one day I just said, you know what, I I want to go sing for a living. And I remember that day specifically, I called my family and I said, Hey, I was working at FedEx at the time. And, uh, I said, Hey, I'm, uh, I'm not going to do this anymore. They're like, what are you going to do? I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to be a singer. And they were like, I don't think that's a good idea. Um, you might want to, you know, just think about this before you jump off, you know, this, this kind of ledge. I was like, nah, it's all right. So I went and I left my job the next day and, um, I believe it was a month after I left my job. I signed my record deal with Sony Records in Nashville, and we were fortunate enough that we had a single get cut to country radio right away, and it made it through the top forty. So, How
0: did you wish find that? wish it was that, that easy time. for everybody. <laughs> no, I <laughs> know. That? And how did you find the time to write these songs? Like, I mean, it almost sounds like you literally said, I'm giving up FedEx and that's it, but did you write these songs while you were emphatic or was it just almost like I'm done? So my, then...
3: my my first song that I ever released, um, on Sony Records was a song titled Two Lane Airplane, which a buddy of mine by the name of Mark Narmore wrote. Um he wrote a bunch of other number one country hits. Uh he had That's what I love about Sunday for Craig Morgan. Um he had some Jason Aldean cuts, he had oh, I'm trying to think who else uh, Tracy Bird cut one of his songs so I, I had the fortunate benefit of adding this guy on Facebook one night at two o'clock in the morning and him saying hey are you a singer and I said well not yet but <laughs> I mean I, I play around a little bit but I'm trying to get into the business and he said hey man here's some of my songs check them out and tell me if you you know if you like any of them and you can go ahead and record them so I oh my goodness oh wow yeah And I started sending it around. And I mean, I was relentless. I would send it to anybody who would listen, even if they didn't listen, I'd still send it to them. I'd be like, Hey, here's this song. I know you don't know me, but my name's Gary. I'm from Pittsburgh and I'm going to be your next artist. And I will tell you, most people never even responded, never even opened the email messages. You know, I would send it everywhere. Facebook, Instagram, you name it. I was sending it to them. If they had anything to do with music, They were getting that song and one day I was fortunate enough that I woke up and I had an email back from my Sony rep at the time. And she was like, Hey, you know, my name is such and such from the Sony records, Nashville. I want to take a minute to introduce myself. We listened to your song. We love it. When can you come to Nashville? And
1: I was like, well, I'm
3: in Pittsburgh right now, but it's an eight hour drive. I can be there in the morning. She was like, all right, we'll see you here. We'll have the papers ready. And uh, I was fortunate enough to sign the record deal the next day.
0: Wow, congratulations. I mean, I love the story. It just shows, like, the determination and and not giving up and just sticking to what you want to do.
3: Yeah, and it's had had a a lot of of ups and downs. I mean, you know, I, I had success with my first song. My second song that came out, I didn't have as much success with it. You know, I expected a lot better with it it didn't quite have the traction that i thought it would which was okay it didn't just it you know it didn't say anything to me other than okay the next song's got to be better and it's got to be more relatable and then i went you know i hooked up with a couple guys um from the band love and theft which they did a song quite a few years ago probably 10 years ago now um titled angel eyes
1: oh, and
3: uh i partnered up with them guys started writing with them um, we played a show together, and uh, I started talking to the show, and I was like, "Hey, you know, I'd love to, you know, write with you guys sometime." I had never written a song prior to that, but I convinced myself that I was a songwriter for some reason. I mean, I you know wrote things down, <laughs> but it never turned it never turned into a song. But I was like, "Love to write a song with you guys." Well, we, I come back home, and uh, one day I was sitting at the skipping table with, uh, with my family. And uh, I see my phone go off, and it was Eric from the band Love and Thess. He's like, hey, man, when are you coming to town? And I was like, uh-oh, uh-oh, this isn't good. I have to learn how to write a song in, like, the next, you know, week. So <laughs> I uh, <laughs> I packed up and went to Nashville, and I was like, he was like, hey, man, how many songs have you written? I'm like, well, the first one's not done yet. And he was like, what do you mean? I'm like, well, we haven't started
1: it yet. <laughs> and he was like, oh, boy. <laughs> What was your parents' reaction to all this when you got signed to Sony? I mean, I'm sure they're elated about that.
3: Oh, my goodness. It It was so cool because it was such a different experience than what, you know, had been going on. I'd been trying to, you know, play gigs and just do different things at that time. And granted, you know, I was fortunate enough that there wasn't a whole bunch of time between when I left my job and when I signed my record deal so wow. there, wasn't, there wasn't a whole bunch of time. I mean, there was downtime, but not as much as, you know, it takes time to get these things started. So right. I think by the time I signed I I my record deal in November, I didn't release my single until February. So there was a time mm-hmm. frame in there when it was, it was rough. You know, I was like, oh, my goodness, you know, this song might fall in its face, and I'm not going to go anywhere with this. And we were fortunate. It topped out at number 32 on the country charts. So, And right now we have was another that, uh, uh, yeah. Was
0: that the song called Like That?
3: No, Like That was another song that I released um, Right after that And it didn't do as well charting wise But it did win an award for Contemporary Country Song of the Year And I have to look I'm, not, I'm terrible with dates
0: I'll tell you what it was. So, winter, was it the Saturday night sixth annual Josie Music Award ceremony?
3: Yes, yes, it was twenty twenty.
0: How did it Yeah, it's twenty twenty. I know. I was, I'm like, hey, I did my homework here. No. <laughs> it was. <laughs> yeah. It, so, it took place at the P. Uh, the is it Pigeon Forge, Tennessee, right? Yeah, and it, it was the Saturday Forge night Tennessee. sixth annual.
3: Yeah, it was uh, at the Country Tonight Theater. Um, We had the opportunity to play at the show, which we played the song at the show, which was really cool. Um, You know, I took the whole band down. Um, It was our first award ceremony, so to say.
1: Mm -hmm. Um,
3: Mm -hmm. So it it was a cool experience to go down. Not only were we up for awards, but we were performing at it as well. And at that point in time, there was a, a lot of craziness going on in the world with COVID and everything else. So we didn't even know how it was oh, going to Oh, yeah, 2020. Right. Yes. Wow. It was a scary time to be in music mm-hmm. because we didn't know what was going to happen, where we were going to be, even if there was going to be a show. But, uh, yeah, yeah, we right? went down there. That's scary and, for uh, artists.
1: Yeah. Well, Janet had actually asked a question earlier about like your favorite music is. And um, I was, you know, saying a little bit of mine. And I understand that Poison, the group Poison is from uh, Pennsylvania as well, I believe.
3: Yeah. I don't know if they're
1: really super big there because that's where they originated from. But uh, what's some of your favorite uh, artists?
3: So um, Brett Young is actually, or not Brett Young, uh, Brett Michaels, sorry, from Poison. He's actually from uh, right outside of my hometown in Butler. And uh, yeah, he's he's super nice guy. Um, you know, all of his family's from around here. Everybody, everybody loves loves him. So, but as far as my favorite country, or, you know, like favorite style of music, I am so far across. The, like, if you'd flip through my iTunes, you know, my Apple Music, you'd be like, why do you sing country music and listen to Bach? Like, <laughs> it's really weird. Like, I listen I listen to absolutely everything because. I look for inspiration in every type of music just because, I mean, I'll use like a classical, like a classical piece, you know, just because (laughs) Beethoven is, you know, however many years old, doesn't mean that there's not something in that song or in that piece or that arrangement that I can't use in a song that I'm going to put out or that I'm going to write. You know, there was a, that was a time where there was a ton of emotion behind music. You know, these were guys that sat in a dungeon and wrote this stuff just insane amounts of music and it right. came out to be these masterpieces you know it's not like today where you can sit in a, a, a home studio and make an entire album now i mean this right. was you know a, full, a full-blown symphony and it, everything and every song had that emotion behind it so yeah i listened to i listen to literally everything i mean the mm-hmm. only thing i don't dive a whole bunch into is like heavy rap. That's the only thing that I don't dive like head first in. But I, I listen to it. I'm not mm-hmm. against listening to it. I just it's not something that I've ever been able to find any relation to country music to, unfortunately. But right. but I'll never say a, never I, so.
0: I no, I know, right? All of a sudden you hear this one song that's rapping and you're like, oh wait <laughs> But I usually yeah, do have a I put
3: my foot in my mouth. Right?
0: But I know. <laughs> I do have a question for you. Um, you mentioned the billboards, but I asked you if it was like that, but you said no. So was it? Um, I'm not ready. Or which song was it?
3: Uh, that was actually two lane airplane that went to billboard. Um, oh, okay. But that was, and I was. I had the opportunity to go to Nashville. I don't know if you guys have ever been to Nashville. There's a giant billboard at the end of Broadway that I had the opportunity to go stand in front of because my face was on it. And uh, it was it was super neat to to finally see something like that. I mean, I've been on billboards around my home you know home area and stuff like that, but to see it in a place that you know Nashville's the the center of country music, so right. to see my my album cover up on a, a giant billboard, you know, saying, "Hey, this guy he did it." <laughs> It was it was a <laughs> really cool experience. It it was something that I'll never forget. My dad drove down to see it. Like it was really cool. And I was I right choice. yeah right. The music, the music was the right, the right, the right, right choice.
1: It. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: I I just want to bring cool. up this one music video before it, and and this is because it's called I'm Not Ready and I think it's so heartwarming, <laughs> it's
3: such a yes. touching so, song. Mm-hmm. So this song I'm not ready was a song that um, I wrote with uh, Eric Gunderson from the band love and theft and my drummer, Jason Rusevich. The idea behind the song was about my almost three years, almost three years ago. Now, my dad was diagnosed with terminal illness and he has all, he's always been like my biggest supporter. Like, Like I said, he drove to Nashville one night because I called him and said that my face was on a billboard. Now, he lives in Pittsburgh, or about an hour north of Pittsburgh. So he got in his car and was knocking on the bus window at 7 o'clock in the morning. And he's like, hey, man, we're going downtown. I want to see the billboard. So, I mean, he's driven all over the United States to see different shows and, you know, do different things. But uh, we found out he had a terminal illness. And I come home. I was, I mean, obviously I was just a mess and I was sitting at the piano and I started playing this little riff and I was like, okay, that sounds kind of cool. But as I was sitting there, I was obviously really upset. And I remember saying to myself, I am not ready to miss my dad. And it was like a light bulb went off and I was like, I'm not ready. That's so relatable because nobody's ever ready to miss anybody in their life like, you're not ready for that phone call, and we wrote that song, Um, ironically, I wrote, you know, bits and pieces of it, we took it to Nashville, and uh, the day that we were going to Nashville, Jason's grandma had passed away, I believe, the day before, and when we got to Nashville, one of our, all of our real good friends was hit by a garbage truck, and he had passed away that morning, so, like, when we got in the writing room, there was a uh, just a, uh, an insane amount of emotion flying around because right. of everybody's, you know, current situation. And we put it together. We, and When we were done with it, we, were, we all just kind of looked at each other because it wasn't like one of those songs that it took a week to write. It was one of those songs that it took a day to write, you know, a couple hours. And
0: wow.
3: when it was done, we looked at each other. We're like, did we just write that? Like, wow, where did that come from? And it was, it was a lot of fun, you know, it, it was sad because of what we were writing about, but it was a lot of fun because we knew that that song would relate to anybody. We put it out on Facebook as a, like a soft release. It did crazy numbers on social media. Um, So when we uh, took that to the record label, they were like, "Uh, yeah, yeah, this is, this is good. So we put that out. We did the music video. I actually had the opportunity to film the music video right here in my hometown at one of the bars that – it was one of the only bars that used to let me play whenever I didn't have a record deal or I didn't have anything going on. I was just a cover, you know, somebody that you'd go see at a local bar. And they gave me my chance to – and my opportunity to start playing music. So whenever I was able to give back and film that music video – that was where I wanted to go, so.
0: Wow. I mean, that's such an inspir- uh, inspirational story, but I feel like so maybe the reason, and like you said, it was done in one day, but also the fact that they loved it was because it came from the heart, you know? All of you guys were yeah, going to exactly. and, and your dad, I'm so sorry to hear, where he had this oh, terminal illness, and that must have been a big deal, because, you know, somebody, you don't think about stuff like that, and then it, kind of hits you hard.
3: Exactly. And you know, it's it's one of those things that can really hit you out of nowhere. You know, you you get that phone call, you don't you don't know. And it it was one of those things that ran you through the emotions. You know, the whole song is it kind of runs you through the emotions of everything that's going on, you know. So and I think a lot of people like that song. It it's it did really well for us. You know, it got us on a lot of great shows with you know a lot of different artists. Um, we did a couple shows with Travis Tritt. We've done shows with Dustin Lynch, Alabama, Brett Young, uh, Love and Theft, mm-hmm. Trent Thomason. So, and it was all you know stemmed from. That was really the song that it just kind of went together. <laughs> so
0: yeah, I saw the music video. I mean. I know we're about to go on a break now, uh, commercials, and Crystal's going to go ahead and bring us to commercials, but we can continue on when we come back. I, I just want to talk about the music video because even when I was watching it and listening to the song, I feel like if anybody could really relate to the song in anything, right? Like just missing someone and not being ready for that.
2: So I'm going um, go to get a commercials right now, and then you can resume after.
1: Good times, I encourage you to invest. Invest well as a sponsor, invest well as an advertiser for the voice, for victims, for the comfort circle, and we encourage you to do both. Thank you so much.
2: Hello, Voice for Victim podcast wants you. Voice for Victims podcast is dedicated to educating the community about various aspects of victimization and giving victims an opportunity to speak up. Currently, the podcast is heard nationally on Thursday nights. It is carried on Blog Talk, iHeart Radio, Spotify, Amazon, and Apple. If you support what Voice for Victims is doing, please contact voiceforvictimspodcast.com. And a representative will contact you with further details. Thanks for listening and your support. Okay, All we're right. back at it. So just resume.
1: Yeah, let's let's pick up right where Janet uh, had asked about the uh, the music video. Talk a little bit about that.
3: Yeah. So I the saw music
0: that video... you had a lot of...
3: Oh, go ahead. I was like... No, no, <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Uh, no, go ahead.
0: No, I just noticed so, that m- there was like a lot of families and different types of people, and there's just so much, like so many different pictures. But go ahead and tell us what you were about to say, because we're definitely listening.
3: Mm-hmm. The whole music video is filmed, like I said, right here in my hometown. Um, the day we filmed that music video, it's kind of a funny story, because... I sent out, like, uh, I had a Facebook group that I did, I picked, you know, random people from my page, and I used my families, and, and, you know, my entire family was involved in the music video as well, (coughs) but, um, so, the day that we were filming this music video, in the beginning of the video, it's shot in a barn, which was uh, a gentleman by the name of George Snyder, and I went to school with his kids, and he was like, "Yeah, man, film it here." I was like, "Perfect." Well, the day we went for this video shoot, it was three degrees outside. So, in parts of the the <laughs> the bond scene, you can see my my breath like in the video <laughs> because it was oh so cold. So I would I would bundle <laughs> up next to like a it was like a turbo heater with a giant coat on, and the director would be like, "All right, Gary, it's time to shoot now," and I'm like, "Uh uh-uh. uh I need a couple more minutes because I am not doing this yet. But uh, <laughs> it was just, it was, it was, it, it was entertaining to say the least. So it brought light to the music video, you know, even though the, the song itself wasn't really a, a joking matter, but the, the filming and how it all happened was just, it was insane. But we went to the local bar and, you know, it was, some of the scenes, like there's a scene where my dad and I are shooting pool and mm-hmm. we're getting ready to – I take the shot and the camera pans around me. One second he's there and the next he's not, you know. And it's, it's things like that, you know, I think that's the kind of stuff that everybody can relate to where you have those moments in life where you're doing something that you remember doing with, you know, a loved one and you remember that. And you automatically go back to that and you're like, it's just, it's those flashbacks that happen.
1: Yeah, you're right. The the mind is amazing how you can be in two places at once just from like when you hear a song or a bread smell or cinnamon um, or, you know, anything that's being cooked, you know, you're in that, that exact place. You understand it. Yeah.
3: A hundred percent. And that's, and that's exactly what it it was. you know, it kind of painted that picture of that exact scenario, whether you're at, you know, grandma's house, you know, and she's cooking something and it makes you remember grandpa or, you know, something like that. It just, it really tied it all together. And the director, he did a phenomenal job with every part of that music video. He was a local guy that I went to school with. I had the opportunity. Um, I actually shot this music video twice. The first time I shot it was with Rascal Flatts music video. And when we got the video, I absolutely hated it. I hate to say that, but I just, I didn't like it. Um, we sent it to Sony and they were like, no, nope, we're not using that. And I was like, oh, okay, great. And I, you know, what people aren't familiar with, with the music, with the, in the music industry, I mean, I know, well, you guys, but you're in the music industry, right? hmm Okay. Yeah. So, we'll, like,
0: yeah, I'm an actor, yeah, but Will we'll, we'll, does music.
3: And and you're an actor. So like, if you do something on your own and your management doesn't approve it, you're responsible to pay for it. So I learned a very valuable lesson. That was my first oh, music no. video.
2: So <laughs> yeah. so I
3: learned a very valuable lesson on ways to do things. And that was not it. But, um, so I refilmed it with a local guy. He did a phenomenal job. We submitted it. They accepted it. It was great. And uh, we put it out, you know, and it it had it had more meaning behind it for me because I have kids, so all all of my kids are in the music video at one point or another, and they're all in it with my dad. So
0: I didn't you know, someday realize that, my, that was your. thought. I thought that was an actor. I didn't realize that was actually your dad. So
3: yes, so that guy, really that guy mean. is actually my dad. <laughs> So wow. it, and it was really cool. It was really cool. Um, I mean, I came. I, I'm from a split family, but uh, my mom and dad actually both are in the music video, which was
1: mm-hmm.
3: the first time in oh. 15 years I'd seen seen those two in the same room, which is okay. Um, oh my goodness! <laughs> but it, it it was it was great to see that all come together, and it, it was neat. It was really neat. But you know, looking at the future. You know, everybody's days are numbered. We know that. It's okay. And we've all accepted, you know, what's going on in his life, and we're okay with it. You know, it's okay. But that will be something that my kids will have forever to remember their, you know, their pappy. So I think that that was also a big part of, you know, why I was glad that I was able to do the music video here at home.
0: Yeah, it sounds like you were able to bring the whole family together and to – help you but also just just have a wonderful memory
3: oh for sure it's I mean it was a 10-hour shoot yeah it was like 10 hours of shooting at the bar that we were at and keeping 40 50 people happy for that extended amount of time can be rough but everybody in the community came together and they loved it they all wanted to be a part of it they were excited to be a part of it and they all, you know, still share it around and it's 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 neat to have the support of a community.
1: Mhm. Gary, yeah. what do you think the the greatest miracle of all time is? Like the, in our like um, you know, uh, I guess humanity. What, what what do you think the greatest miracle is?
3: Oh boy. The greatest miracle in all I mean, I got to say it's music. Like music was a miracle. Yeah. Mhm. Yeah. A lot of people, like, I say this, I just, it's funny that you actually say this, because I just had this conversation with my dad two days ago. I said, what people don't realize is everything in life is connected through music. And he looked at me, and he's like, are you nuts? And I was like, no. <laughs> I said, think about it. When the wind blows outside, that's a tone. Like, that—that that is a, that that's a note. When the trees are cracking, and, you know, that's a note. Everything in life makes a sound, and everything in life is connected. I mean, humans, right now, we're talking across, you know, and, and we're connected via sound, which is ultimately music. It's tone. So, mm-hmm. I, you know, I feel very fortunate that I was able to, to tap into this style of a, of a life that not only do I get to enjoy my life doing exactly what I love, but I get to connect the people the way that we normally connect. Just in a very special way.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I, I agree.
1: Beautifully
0: that's said. So beautiful. Mhm. I think that no, actually I mean, I'd, actually I'd, in the way you can communicate internationally. You know, anybody. If you don't know somebody's um, language, you can hear their music, and you just it just feels good, even if you don't know what they're saying. <laughs>
3: you know? It,
1: you understand. I mean, their even spirit. if somebody.
3: Yeah, you know, and I tell everybody, you know, go on YouTube and watch the songwriter stories. You know, every song, you know, not all these artists write their own songs, which is okay. they are songwriters there for a reason. You know, they need a job too, the same as an artist does. But, you know, go listen to a couple videos about, you know, I tell the story about uh, Brett James. I had the opportunity to meet Brett James in Nashville, Oh, my, probably 10 years ago. And Brett James wrote Jesus Take the Wheel for Carrie Underwood. And mm. the story he tells, I, I wow. won't spoil the story. I won't spoil the story. But, like, if you watch him on YouTube and watch him tell the story, you understand that song in a whole different aspect that you would ever understand it if when Carrie Underwood's singing it.
1: Mm-hmm. She's a performer so I, for I sure. Know,
3: yeah, exactly. And I mean I tell everybody, I'm like, Look, if you hear the story behind the song it changes your entire perspective of the song. Because Oh, I totally you agree. It, you, will look, you will look at it different.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was a song, uh, I was in a music video with T V on the radio and everything were singing, I was like, this was this um story and but he uh when when I first heard that song, I thought it was something completely different. But when I met him, and he was telling me, you know, the story, it was actually about his brother who passed away. I had no idea. Oh, wow. But oh. then it kind of hit different, you know? Like, the whole thing hit different. And, I mean, not all these songs are like that. But like you said, um, what, what is that, uh, Carrie Underwood song? You said, um, Jesus, Pick Jesus, yeah, Jesus Pick the Wheel. Yeah, Jesus the Wheel. Yeah, Jesus Take the Wheel. And sometimes, like, you might think of it a certain way. But then when you hear from the writer, the actual songwriter, whoever that is, it's almost like a different perspective And whatever the song is, right? Like, depending on the song, but it just really hits different. So I'm going to pick you up on that, and I'll look it up. And <laughs> I want to hear his perspective. Yeah,
1: definitely. Definitely. Hmm. Well, Edison uh, created the first um, motion picture, and as we all know, the light bulb. And he also, uh, this is what I thought of one of the greatest miracles, recording sound. You imagine having that task, knowing it's possible now, but he didn't even know it was possible and he did it. You know, that's one of the greatest miracles I think. And music too, it goes right along with what your answer was.
0: You know how you said that you wrote that song because of your dad. Was there anything that happened after that? Um, A transition in your life or maybe like just something that that happened afterwards you know how, like you said the music you wrote that song but was there anything else like a transformation in your life or just kind of like something that you know like something big yeah. happens and impacts in your life
3: yeah so right after that um my dad called me one day and obviously with everything he had going on um when I, growing up i was never and i hate to say this i mean it's different with my kids now but Like growing up, I didn't come from, you know, a super, you know, Christian home or anything. It was just a very basic life. I I had a split family. So there was, you know, two different sets of everything. And Mm -hmm. I mean, we believed in God and had, you know, a strong belief in it, but I had never went through and did a, you know, been baptized or anything like that. And I learned after this song that my dad had never done that either. And, uh, he called me one day and we had started going to this church right here in our hometown. And, uh, uh, his name's John Pistorius, phenomenal, phenomenal pastor. And, uh, my dad said, Hey, I'd like to get baptized and I'd like to do it together. And I was like, I guess I never really thought about it, but yeah, let's do it. I want to do it. And, um, he was like, all right. And it was the, the coolest experience ever. We went, uh, into a little town, it was like an hour and a half north of where I live, and we got in a a stream, and we were baptized in the water, just, you know, right down in the middle of the woods, it was, it was an amazing experience, and we did
0: it, we did it together. That's so sweet, I think that's so awesome, and such an amazing memory to have with your dad, and the fact that you did it in Mm -hmm. like a stream, like, oh my goodness, that's awesome. That's
3: I would really say it was story. very cold. It was very cold, but it was
0: worth it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Although, that's something that. Um, and this happened soon after, um, obviously, your the transformation that you had, but a connection you had with that.
1: Well, and I paused there. Not that I didn't have anything to say, is because I was so wrapped up in the, the thought of, of, you know, and, and there is that golden silence. Um that that speaks so loudly sometimes too, you know, and and it is a respect for, sure. for the people who've who've been you know on the planet before us for sure, yep
0: Think sometimes what, 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 a, we're faced what, a, what with, a great show
1: yeah.
0: no, I know sometimes when we're faced with things like that, and it's almost you know sometimes we we go to the and a lot of people are like nine to five jobs. And, you just work and work and you do like a cycle and you just kind of, it's almost like we take life for granted and the people around us for granted. And and then, bam, it just kind of, you know what I mean? And, and all of a sudden things just come to to your face and you're like, oh, wow, realization comes up and you're thinking, wow. <laughs> been, like all these years are going by, but it's really important to spend time with people that you love and create memories. Yep. And I think what you guys did together was really beautiful. Thank you.
1: Mm-hmm. And speaking of miracles, I mean, I do believe that, um, you know, we are all God's greatest miracles. And uh, that's, that's a good uh, note to uh, maybe wrap the show up. Um, before uh, we get off, do you want to tell people how they can get a hold of you? Um, uh, social medias or management any of that kind of stuff
3: yeah definitely so um, as far as booking it's just booking at gary burke com and uh, all my social medias are at the gary burke which is b-u-r-k so it's pretty easy to find and yeah definitely check it out stay up to date um, we have some exciting news coming out here in the next two weeks so
1: be on the lookout for it Awesome. Janet, any final thoughts or final questions?
0: Yeah, I just want to say thank you for being on the show and just being really, um, you know, open to talking about it and about your show, your music videos and your life and just everything. And I just want to say everybody um, want to check out the music videos that we're talking about, specifically we talked about I'm Not Ready, that's on YouTube. You guys can check that out. Yes. And,
3: yep. YouTube, Facebook, <laughs> thank you, you name it, it's there. Yes, thank you so much for having me. Um, you know, we'll have to do it again. Let me know.
1: Absolutely. Like yes. the water that yes. nourishes everything, the Comfort Circle does it every time.
0: Bye, everybody. Until next Thursday.
1: Okay. Take care. Yeah, have a wonderful so Wednesday, everybody.
0: Okay, thank you.